Hello and welcome to Vimy Air. This is episode number 16. My name is Sam Fix. I'm a teacher here at Vimy Ridge Academy. With me is Mr. Travis Rollheiser, a hopeless romantic, Mr. Blair Faulkner, the voice and now face of Vimy Ridge Academy, and Miss Kathy Fenton, my grandma Sheila's favorite granddaughter. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> hey Sammy. You're getting fast with your part of the intro. Like, I'm trying to. Yeah, that was noticeably faster. Speed the, talking. The still, is yeah, still audible. And your enunciation, like Kathy would say, is, is on par. But uh, you're fast. Good job. Uh, Blair, speaking of you becoming maybe the at least tentative face of Vimy Ridge Academy, when does this uh, little CBC video air? Um, Give us the backstory first. Okay. Just a quick one. Quickly, CBC is promoting... Uh, graduation all over Edmonton and giving one day of their um, on air, radio air, whatever media they have um, to graduation, uh, grad 2020, which is awesome, cool. right? Putting yeah, a lot of emphasis cool. onto grad 2020 because a lot of them have uh, obviously a different grad. So June 12th is the day that CBC will be doing this full day grad, um, whatever you want to call it, media release. And I will have uh, a spot on it at some point, whether it be the morning show or the afternoon show. That's very exciting. Cool. Good for you. Okay, so I think we have a great episode coming up. We have two fantastic guests again. Uh, Miss Bethany Ganton, uh, a fantastic staff member, Vinny. Uh, and then Carter Boning, grade 12 student, uh, another out-of-towner, all the way from Drayton Valley. I would have very much liked to have Miss Ganton. Sorry, Mr. Faulkner. I would have liked to have Miss Ganton as my foods teacher in junior high or high school. Absolutely. Yep. Totally Did you agree? Kind of on, on topic, but going into embarrassing things. Have you guys had any experiences in the foods class, like in your career that was alarming or maybe a little bit dangerous or funny? Foods class, just one of those ones. The funny stuff comes up. It, totally. Because there's so many unknowns and so many variables and so many ways things can go totally right or totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And as soon as you start mixing in, you know, things that can rise and things that can, you know, you get some heat and you get knives and you get kids that aren't paying attention. Something is going to happen, right? Something Something. has to happen. (laughs) In my junior high foods class, uh, it was home ec. So you had to do sewing the first half of the year and that's how they kept you around to get, get you into the foods part. And a, a, another boy and I'm not, this was actually not me, believe it or not, lit his oven mitt on fire. I'm cooking and I look back and it's a full <laughs> fire, like a, at least a foot flame above. It was amazing. Yeah. Staying <laughs> on the topic of foods. And um, I want to ask you guys this because Blair, you brought it up in Miss Ganton's uh, interview when we were talking about how she had all of us staff in there to do our cinnamon bun baking contest oh, yeah. or competition or whatever, and how it was so much fun and how basically the whole staff was like a bunch of rambunctious grade seven kids in there asking her a thousand questions and making a huge mess. And I was going to ask you guys, what kind of students were you when you were in school? Like were, were any of you guys like the annoying kid who just wouldn't, wouldn't zip it or like the quiet, you know, just dialed into your work the whole time. What kind of students were you guys? Yeah, I was, I think I was more to the dialed in uh, quiet type. I wasn't uh, I had a good group of friends, but we had a small, smaller elementary, school in Lloydminster and my two older brothers have already gone through so they kind of laid the path so I think they um, the teachers kind of knew what was coming down the road and I just wanted to just keep it uh, keep it pretty even and the other thing is my mom became an educational assistant 
um, into my elementary and junior high. So oh, yeah. that kind of, I think, kept me pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty even. And my dad even did. My dad was a, a retired teacher. He, uh, he honestly picked up a few sub days for my junior high career. <laughs> so nice. that kept me, yeah, I was not the rambunctious one. You were a pleasure <laughs> to have in class. Yes. Well, yeah, because my mom and dad knew all the teachers, right? So I couldn't, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I couldn't do anything. I was, uh, I was a goody two shoes, I would think as well. I had a good rapport with my teachers and probably would, you know, um, joke around with them a little bit, but I would, I never got sent to the principal's office or anything for doing anything wrong or like kicked out of class for talking. But I wouldn't say I just like sat there and was quiet, but I was not a troublemaker. Threw everyone else under the bus? Yeah, like low key, like you like had a good relationship so you could get away with it. But if someone else did it, they probably got kicked out. So interesting. Probably had some, you know, on the nose. Yeah, I was maybe a little bit similar to that. I was, I had really good marks, so I could get away with some stuff. Um, but my friends were often like the issues in class doing stupid things. So I very often got caught up with them. Mm-hmm. But I always found a way to like, at the right time, stop being a part of their antics and then like watch the fire burn from, from far away. Um, but very much a part of it. So I like, I guess that makes me sound like a bit of a weasel, but yeah. And then by high school, I figured it out in junior high. I was like a turd, like the rest of them. And then high school, I was, I was nice and respectful and a good person. Let's, let's keep talking about food for a little bit because food can be a a fun topic. Um, yeah. What's your guys's go-to meal? Like if you have to cook, do you have a, do you have a go-to now? If, if you got to think about it for a second, when I was going to university, my buddy and I, we had a go-to two of us were living in a, in a apartment and we bought this, it was like this shake and bake for chicken, but it came with stuffing in a box. So you just poured everything into an oven dish pan corningware whatever it was put the chicken breasts on top of this threw it all in the oven and in 40 minutes or 50 minutes whatever it was you had chicken and stuffing and like whatever dry veggies were in there and that was the that was gourmet. like our go-to <laughs> and we felt so gourmet right like oh we're having chicken and stuffing and what a beautiful meal for two starving university students but that was our go-to in, in university um i find my go-to is nachos like just a good old plate of uh, nacho nice. chips and some cheese. And so that will be my go-to. My roommates can uh, attest to that as well. And I remember last year or maybe two years ago now when I was working at Donnan and uh, got a teacher or like a gift from the students. And I think it was me and Tresser. And we each got like a plate and then in the plate or on the plate was like something else. And I got coffee, which is also great. And I was very appreciative, but he got nachos and salsa. And I almost was like, do you want to trade? Because <laughs> I was so jealous. I was like, I want the nachos and the salsa. But yeah, love love a good plate of nachos. That is a good go-to snack. I agree. Uh, I don't know if I have a, have a go-to meal, but like maybe for, for breakfast, and I know Mr. Fix is going to call me psychotic as soon as I'm done this story. But, psychopath. Um, or, yeah, a, a psycho or psychopath or whatever he says. But um, probably five days a week for, for breakfast, it's always – uh, three eggs, two pieces of toast and a bowl of frozen berries and yogurt. And that's like, I'm a huge breakfast guy. I'll make a massive breakfast. And like throughout the day, I could care less what I eat, like try to eat healthy, but I don't really have like a go-to meal other than, other than breakfast. That's my go-to all the time. 
How many berries are in your yogurt? <laughs> Seven, six. Eight. Like odd or even. It's it's even. <laughs> oh, oh my god. It's <laughs> probably like the same amount of cereal that Kathy puts in her bowl in the morning. I just that's the same amount of berries I eat. Like, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> dumb question, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna count my berries next time I do it and let you know. <laughs> commitment for breakfast, it, though. Like that's a big be around to get up and, yeah, and cook all that. That's good on you. My go-to meal would be barbecue burgers, homemade, mm. just some ground beef on a oh, on a yeah. barbecue. It's my go-to. Nice. Okay, so switching from food into other things that people maybe nerd out on. Uh, I think in the other last episode we started talking about this this rocket launch and the astronauts and their suits and everything. One thing we didn't touch upon, which I find super funny, is the astronauts are named Bob and Doug. And And so- They're they're like best friends I was reading today. Yes, and but to Canadians, shouldn't we be all over this? Like Bob and Doug McKenzie, right? (laughs) I don't know, I find this super funny. Like they're talking about Bob and Doug, Bob and Doug. And all I can picture is, who is it? Rick Moranis and- um, Thomas, who's Rick Moranis and oh, the who's guy the from Honey, guy? I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, and Dave Thomas. Like they filmed that in Edmonton, SCTV. Like we have a statue of Bob and Doug in Edmonton. Well, one of the, the funniest... Great White North or the yeah. Hey, take off, eh? Take off, eh? <laughs> they have like a soundtrack out. Uh, anyways, I just think it's funny that the astronauts are Bob and Doug, and these were two Canadiana like sitcom characters that. Or weren't, weren't the smartest characters, and now they're in space. <laughs> now they're astronauts. <laughs> now they're in space. <laughs> I'm still ignorant to what's happening though in in this whole thing. Did the launch happen? Or are they yep, on the they made ISS? It, yep. We're good. They made it to the ISS. They're the first uh, commercial passengers to ever go to the ISS, which is wild. Mm-hmm. How much do they pay for it? No, like not not you or I, but it was done by a private company, not the government. Oh, sorry. Yes, SpaceX built the vehicle. Okay. To get so they're back. legitimate astronauts. They're not just like some Joe no, Schmo that like, hopped on no. the rocket. They're not. No, they, that Canada. would be wild. No, they've been <laughs> to space before. They flew yeah, on the okay. shuttle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is wild. But and and again, people you know sort of nerd out with certain things. And one of the guests on the on the show, he he admitted to playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Now. How much do you guys actually know about Dungeons and Dragons? Like we tried to get some info out of them. And I, like, I, I personally don't know much and I'm the farthest thing from a gamer or a guy who plays any type of video games. As, like I, after doing that interview, I was talking with a few kids in my class and I think it's bigger than a lot of people think. I don't know why more people aren't maybe as open about it or that's just something that's like not, not out there all the time. But I think there's, there's quite a big following. Um. I have a, a group of guy friends from university and they meet usually once a week and on Friday and they play D and D and they tried to convince a couple of us females to come over and like get a part of the count. The campaign is what it's called. Um, and you get to pick your character and develop like a storyline. So there's a lot of creativity to it, but it's like a very long process wow. um, that goes behind it. So I, I've never played that, but I, I, do admit that I played a lot of video games growing up. I love Zelda and anything to do with it. I've 
played like all of them and i have interesting we have the n64 the wii i have a gamecube still and every single gamecube yeah Hmm. wow yeah i had a sega when we were growing up we never had a nintendo had a sega so i was a sonic guy Okay, mm. let me talk about Dungeons and Dragons. You guys didn't give me a chance. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. So the the storyline and Fence mentioned it, like the story character stuff that loses me, and like Zelda <laughs> loses me. Anything with a story loses me. Like when even when we were a little young, like when I was the age that I'd be playing video games all the time. Anytime you got to pick your character and pick its clothes and stuff, I really didn't care. So like Mario Kart was my jam. You pick Toad, and that's it. And then you're just racing each other and you're just trying to win. All I want to do when I play a game is try and win. I don't need a story. I don't need to like start from the bottom and see where we get to. Let's just race. I feel like I'm a balance between the two because I love those games, but like Sims, I could play Sims forever. Like you start playing. Yeah. In, in this pandemic time, my one roommate had it on her laptop and we would take turns. Like she would play for like two hours and then she'd be like, okay, you can play now. And we like made a city, like we got into the deaths of Sims again. But do then you, we also do you play name like your character. Hang on. Well, there's like so many things <laughs> that I want to ask. Do, do you name your character Katie? No. It's like you I, in, a, in an alternate casual no. life. Oh, yeah, it's Ka- yeah, it's just Kathy. My actual Kathy and Sims world. Kathy. Hold on, let's go back. This is happening in like the be? last nine weeks. Oh yeah holy cow. we bought like expansion packs like we got no, very you into I don't dead, serious. dead serious okay for all you gamers out there try to get into miss fenton's classes next year you guys will have oh, a heck of a time i like my students know my struggles with trying to get a nintendo switch like i talked about it quite a few times in the google meets that i can't get one and i'm so upset about it because animal crossing came out and it's the new one and i wanted it so wow much. the things you learn on Air. <laughs> this is great information yeah. i love it she's my cousin i didn't know okay well let's uh let's step out of kathy fenton's virtual world and go back into reality and interview uh miss bethany ganter please give a warm vimier welcome to our next guest who is the sweetest nicest most caring staff member at vimy she is the department head of all our cts second languages and fine arts classes she knows how to shop like a mother when filling the pantry for the foods lab, and she is an avid traveler. Please welcome Miss Bethany Aganton. Thank you very much for having me. Great to have you. Welcome. Welcome. And in the studio, too, another guest that is in Vimy Air Studio. That's great. It doesn't happen too often anymore. It's very nice to be here with other humans. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bethany, I kind of touched on right at the end of that intro, uh, avid traveler. We've uh, we, we've talked a few times at the around the lunch table of uh, where you've been and, and what you've done on your travels, but can you give the Vimier guests just a little insight into some of your worldly travels? Oh gosh, um, I feel like I've taken a little bit of a travel pause for the last few years, what with having kids. Um, but way back in the day, um, when I was in grade four, um, I did some traveling to. France with my family. Um, And then in university is where stuff started more, I guess. I did um, an exchange to Peru and went to university in Lima. And then that was for six months. And then the other six months, I went to Costa Rica and went to school there, which was awesome. And then I did some school in um, some university in France too, while I was doing my degree, 
which was great. And then my dad lives in Brussels. So that gives a really awesome opportunity to kind of see Belgium, but also see the places around it because I have kind of a, a landing spot that we can go oh, to. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. Costa Rica seems to be a little bit of a hot spot. Like, there's quite a few staff that go there. Mr. McLean goes there. Kath, I think you have, or right? I went last summer. Yeah, I did. It was yeah. great. That's cool. It's beautiful. I feel like listening uh, to Bethany, it seems like she didn't even do any of her schooling here in Canada. She just always went to other <laughs> places to get it. Um, you mentioned that you're seeing, I guess, humans right now. So uh, obviously working a lot from home and we we're curious, just how is that going with the family life there? I know you have three kids, so probably quite busy and trying to manage everything, but. Yeah, it's been um, pretty busy. Um, there's a lot of kind of, I'm doing home, well, schooling from home with my two older kids and then I have a two-year-old also so he's getting into lots of stuff he um recently learned how to take off his clothes and his diaper so that's really <laughs> helping me stay on track with schooling um so so yeah it's it's busy but but good and I'm enjoying being able to connect with some students even if I have all my own kids in the background too that's fun. I know I got the opportunity to see you uh, one day at the school and you came in with a, a whole new look. So I'm wondering how that came about and I guess what that looked like for you. <laughs> um, that, that came about from um, being at home with my kids all the time and we were having kind of a rough day. So we all decided we were going to dye our hair. And so my kids chose my color. It was pink. It's, it's washed out now. I'm back to normal me. And uh, my daughter Ruby has really like bright fuchsia hair right now and my son jack has kind of indigo hair so i did not dye um lewis's hair the two-year-old that might be <laughs> I, I gotta ask just because you know a large part of your teaching assignment is teaching foods mm -hmm. um and even when i was even in junior high maybe this is stereotypical but we, we always thought of the foods teachers as outside of school and at home they always made or they always must make these extravagant meals and there are these master chefs in the kitchen at their own houses um, are you passionate about food outside of school or is it just because that's kind of your teaching position now? Um, I would say yes, I do really like to cook at home too. That being said, I'm not making, you know, five-star meals every night for my family, but we are eating home-cooked meals all the time together. Awesome. Speaking of foods class, do you have any uh, embarrassing stories or funny stories from food specifically? From Whether food about specifically. you or even students doing so, I think. Hmm. I'll, I'll tell about students first. Um, the very first week that the foods lab, our new beautiful foods lab was functional, I had some students, we were making cinnamon buns. And so it's first week and it's like I was feeling a bit of pressure of having that beautiful lab and keeping it nice, you know. Um, and we were making cinnamon buns and these boys had their buns in the oven and I went to go check on them and I opened the oven and I said, but like, why didn't you guys use a pan? And they said, we did use a pan. And I was like, well, no, you didn't use a pan. And I thought their um, sugar from the cinnamon buns was dripping all over the oven, but they had in fact used a plastic tray rather than <laughs> their um, baking tray. And it had melted all over our brand new oven, like first time in use oh, oven. No. So that was, uh, I don't know if that's, well, it was certainly embarrassing for them. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So speaking of like those stories and being in that environment, do you have 
a most embarrassing story, Bethany, that you'd like to share with us? Oh, I feel like I have so many that it would really could get out of hand. I'll, I'll give you like maybe top two or three or something. I don't know. They're fast. When I was coming back from mat leave, I was in um, the principal's office. This was when it was Mr. Sutherland years ago. And my baby threw up all over his desk and all his papers so that was pretty embarrassing and then on my way out of the door to to kind of like get myself together my dress had a pocket and it got caught on the handle of the door <laughs> so then I couldn't couldn't get out of the room Bethany is there any can you give us any positive that has come out from um you know this this COVID-19 sort of uh shutdown anything that um through your family or through schooling that has been uh just such a you know, a, a blessing in disguise with, with everything, everything that's been going on? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have really enjoyed, once we got into kind of a routine a bit, um, the slowed down pace of life, because when yeah, you're, agreed. you know, rushing and dropping kids at daycare and getting to school and, and then trying to get home and make supper and go to lessons and all of that, it's pretty busy. So I am very much enjoying not worrying about the time, not always checking my calendar, that kind of thing. But of course, I do miss the daily interactions that we normally have as teachers. Yeah, Definitely. agreed, agreed. Mm -hmm. I miss you bringing in some food into the <laughs> staff at lunchroom at, at lunchtime and everyone getting in there for a few scoops of extra pierogies or, or stew or, or whatever it is. That's always delicious. Yes. Yeah, I miss That's that too. And uh, just as we always say thank you when Miss Canton brings in that food to the uh, to the staff room that gets demolished in about five minutes, uh, we want to say thank you for joining us on Vimier. This was just, if not more enjoyable than some of that uh, the food that you bring in. So, thanks again for joining us, and we hope all is well with your with you and the family. Thanks, okay, Bethany. thanks very much for having me, guys. Thanks, thanks Bethany. Bethany. Thanks again to Bethany. She is one of the nicest people in the building, and it's always a pleasure to chat with her. I agree with you, Sam. It's always nice having our uh, our staff on and, and catching up with them. And as we start to uh, you know miss our students a little bit more, it's interesting how we get to see our students from high school out in the real life and within their within their workplace, right? Like the joy of teaching those high school students, and then sometimes running into them. Uh, where they work, whether they're waiting tables or they're at a sports shop or they're, you know, working at, you know, a local department store. It's, uh, it's always interesting seeing them in their work field when you're not working. Have you guys ever had that happen? Um, I don't know. Cause I know I'm the, I'm the young one on this, uh, round table here and, uh, maybe don't have the experience, but I, I still panic. I feel like when I see students outside of school, I don't know how to react. And I had actually recently just had that where I went to go park at Gallagher Hill again, which is Folk Fest Hill and to watch the sunset. And as I'm pulling up, I, uh, I go to put park and there's all these kids on their skateboards and families walking and obviously social distancing, but I go to present to park and I kind of just take a quick look over and then look back and then do a double take. And the one student or when the kid looked like a student and he at that same time looked over at me and his mouth just dropped open and he could see like he just kind of got excited and maybe because he hasn't obviously seen a teacher in so long. And I was like, nope, and just put it back into drive and started to drive away. And I'm like leaving the situation. <laughs> so like scared. I'm not yeah, so scared. And all of a sudden I hear come back and he starts chasing me on his skateboard down oh this whole goodness. street 
And I'm like, Kate, no, it's too late. Like you've left the situation. So I just continued driving. So to the student, if they're listening, knowing who this is, I'm so You're sorry. You're not going to give a name? I panicked. Uh, it's Tal and Atia. Um, but I just, yeah, I panicked. I just, I didn't know what to do. So I, I think you owe him lunch when school resumes next year, Kath. Maybe. Maybe. I owe him an apology. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I, I don't, li- I, I guess live far I enough. Sorry. Sorry, Kath. I live far enough away from school. I don't really see students, but I have a, there's a high school student that lives really close to me and he's on my running route. Um, and I've yet to see, but I, I know where he lives because him and I have talked about it. And I run by his house, whatever, three or four times a week. And secretly, I hope that he comes out so I can say hi and chat with him because I, <laughs> I haven't seen a student in 10 weeks. Yeah. But he's never come out. So I just run by his, by his house and think about it. <laughs> and, and think about it think about it <laughs> well I'm uh I'm, I'm pretty confident that we won't be seeing uh, our next guest at his workplace anytime soon just because he does live all the way out in in Drayton Valley but let's hear what uh what Carter Boning has to say our next guest on Vimier is one of the most charismatic and energetic personalities that you'll find walking the Vimy hallways this guy was purchased by a group of teachers uh, a couple of us included to be their elf just prior to the Christmas break to support the helping hampers. And he looked very comfortable doing it. Uh, he's another success story in the rugby world, having won multiple provincial titles and multiple Western Canadian championships. He loves dogs. He loves the Oilers, but he hates now having to pay taxes. Please join <laughs> us in welcoming Carter Boning to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, Carter. Yeah, welcome. welcome. Welcome Carter. Thank you. So um, you're obviously pretty big in the rugby world, and during uh, I guess your little intro there, I briefly touched on your some your uh, success in in the in the sport of rugby. Uh, what's been your biggest accomplishment in rugby so far? Um, probably I got invited to the U18 Canada tryout I think two years ago when I was 16. Very nice, nice. That was like it was right after my first year of Team Alberta, so it was really like the gears were just like moving so smoothly, and I was so stoked i obviously didn't make it when i was in 16 because when i was 16 i was a little scrawny and uh <laughs> tiny we heard from the nordstroms that you guys went to florida and you and you play second in that big international tournament down there um they oh, didn't yeah. have a chance to tell us about the tournament because they only talked about their injuries can you tell us what happened <laughs> for you guys as a team down there <laughs> um yeah that was actually like probably the funnest tournament i've been to it was we stayed at this hotel where it was right on the fields. Like it was probably a two minute walk and there was eight fields. Every single team that was in the tournament stayed there. So after your games, you go sit by the pool and just chat with all these other players from like all over the world. Like there was a Jamaican team, I think. I think there was a team from, oh, where was it? Somewhere in Europe. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But that was probably the best tournament I've been to, like just experience wise. It was just crazy how many people were actually there. You said you got accepted to McEwen. Is your plan still yeah. to play rugby or what's what's going on next year? Yeah, I was I was supposed to go to Brock with Rion White. He got accepted there, but they haven't sent me an acceptance yet. So I right. cuz they're saying I'm missing my uh, my last year or no, this year's last grades for the semester we're doing right now. So I kind of <laughs> can't submit that yet. Okay. But uh, I know U of A is finally starting up their men's program, which is nice. They started I think this was their first year. And I think next year it's supposed to become an official youth sport so I can actually provide scholarships and stuff. Oh, awesome. So I'm, I'm hoping to, if I go to McEwen, I can stay closer to home and then just go and play for the head coach, Peter. What, nice. what, what, uh, what's your goal? Like, what are you going to take in school? 
I, I got accepted to Bachelor of Arts. Uh, not my first choice. I kind of just did that to get in. <laughs> but then they have a uh, kinesiology program that's a two-year transfer to Alberta. So I was going to transfer into that after a year. Oh, nice. Good for you. So you mentioned, or in the intros, mentioned that you are not a fan of paying taxes now. Is this, <laughs> is this the first job you I'm got? Is, is, yeah. yeah, I don't think any of us are, um, but where are you working right now? I actually work at Walmart, our local Drayton Valley Walmart. Oh, right. Crush yeah. You cleaning yeah. carts right now? I Actually, that's all I did yesterday for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was Good for probably you. the most boringest shift I've ever had. <laughs> most boringest. That's really boring. And how's life in Drayton Valley right now? It's a little quiet, small town. And then especially with all of this, everything's closed. So don't really get to see a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Carter, uh, Mr. Rollheiser did some digging on you and found out that you're uh, big into Dungeons and Dragons. That's something that I, <laughs> I have no frame of reference for that. And I'm not going to make no? fun of you. There's zero judgment. But I want to... Like, how did you get into that? What, what does it look like for you? And like, you, really, I want to know if you dress up for it on Friday nights. No, I don't. I don't just. I got my. Uh, well, I got my stuff right here. My, all my Dungeons and Dragons stuff right here. I got my. Just a backpack full. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I got my my spell book. I like to call it to hold all my spells wow. for my character. Okay. He's showing us like a tickle my, uh, trunk of his Dungeons yeah. and Dragons stuff right now. I remember we're on radio here, so no one can see you. Right. Oh, right. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> It's, I started with, my brother used to play with his friends a lot. So then I've always just done whatever he did. So he introduced me to it and I instantly loved it. It was just, it's all imagination. Like it is a hundred percent. So like you get your, make your own, make your own character. You can do whatever you want and you have all your special dice for all like, there's like a D20 and it's uh, it's really good just pastime. I do it on Fridays with everyone. So I know absolutely nothing about it. So I'm just going to move on from that topic. And uh, we've asked all of our student guests on here. What's uh, if you had to pick one thing from Vimy? What's your your I guess most fond memory of of going to school at Vimy? Oh my man, that's a hard one. Probably my uh, my first pep rally last year. Like it was. This is a crazy experience. Like, I mean, coming from Drayton, we didn't really do a lot of pep rallies just because we were, like, so small town. We didn't really have anything, right. any good sports teams. And then coming to Vimy and having, like, all the smoke machine, all the athletes running out, it was, like, it was crazy. I was like, oh, my God. Amazed by the fake smoke. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. I was, like, I was like, this is so cool. Hey, so, Carter, we're going to uh... – I'm going to give you some this or that questions. It's a little bit of our uh, Vimier staple here, how we uh, finish off with some of our students. So I'm going to list a few things for you and you uh, give us your, the best choice that, that comes to mind the fastest. Okay. Okay. I got you ready. Yeah. Sweet or salty. Oh, sweet. 100%. Do dog or cat dog all the way. Sneakers or sandals. <sighs> Sneakers. Hamburger or taco. Oh, that's a taco any day of the week. Car or truck? I'm a big car person. Even from the country. It's nice I to hear. I know. It's it's kind of crazy, but I'm a big car guy. Tigers or elephants? Oh, tigers. Fridays or Saturdays? Saturdays for the boys. Mon Monopoly or checkers? <laughs> Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Ocean or mountains? I'm going to say mountains because I'm a terrified of oceans. Ninjas or pirates? Oh, pirates. Apple or banana? Uh, apples. Nice. 
I'm going to stop work. it there because you gave us a little uh, little insight into every answer, which was pretty good. No one's <laughs> ever done like that, that before. Nice work. So much the excitement of each answer was hilarious. Yeah. 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 It's like the Positivity. first time he's answered a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Carter, we want to give you a big Vimeo thank you for joining us today and thank wish you. you the best of luck in this Friday's uh, Dungeon Dragons uh, oh, match. Is it called a match? I don't know. That's, our dungeon master comes up with the name of what it is. That's dungeon, master. dungeon master. <laughs> well, yeah. I hope it's okay. a good one for you That's guys. It. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, thank thanks, you Carter. so much for having me. Thanks, guys. Carter. That was awesome. Thanks again to Carter, and we wish him all the best on his next campaign with D and D, and hope that Walmart's treating him well. Uh, I personally, I don't, I think maybe I've been to Drayton Valley once and I, to be honest, I don't even know if I could really pick it out on the map. Yeah. I've been guys? there once as well. I've, I've been a couple of times mainly just, just because of hockey. Um, and the only, the only real story I have of, of Drayton Valley, and this didn't happen to me, it happened to, um, a, a coach of mine who at the time was just coming to watch us play. I guess he was, he was coming to recruit a few players and ended up being my future coach years later. Um, that one evening that he was driving to Drayton Valley uh, in the middle of winter, it was like minus, I think it was minus 57 with the wind chill. And at that point it was the coldest place in North America, um, allegedly. Um, and it was so cold uh, that he hit this one bump in the road and his entire windshield shattered, like blew up in his face. Oh, uh, in the middle of winter in a snowstorm, minus 57 on the way to Drayton Valley, where there's like not much else happening. Pretty, uh, oh my pretty goodness. Wild. How does I'm, that story end? Like, what, I, yeah, what did he, do, did he survive? <laughs> well, yeah, he's like I said, he ended up being my, my coach <laughs> a couple years later, but I, I don't know what he did. I'm assuming he didn't continue driving because he showed us a picture of it and it was like the classic spider web cracking everywhere where the, like your windshield's just all white and you can't see anything. So wow. I'm assuming wow. he called AMA or called whoever. I'm not sure what, uh, what he did. He's he's fine. Um, yeah, that's yeah and there's not much happening in small towns to to help you out at the when it's cold like that. Everything's shut down. Yeah. And you know what? We don't have to talk about cold for a while because summer's coming up. The weather's nice. Nothing but positivity yes. moving forward. Oh, way to end yes. it on a positive note. That's what this podcast nice. is about. Yeah. Hey, that's fantastic. Superb. Splendid. Well, this has been a spectacular episode with the Vimy Air crew, and we are going to end it here for today. So we wish you all the best and keep staying positive out there. again like to thank Bethany Ganton and Carter Boning for the interviews. Music produced by Jazar, song titled Dory Honey. More of his work can be found at freemusicarchives.org. This entire podcast has been a Vimeo Edge Academy production. 